Now, it's been another difficult week for RT and with the chair of the board, Shudi Rahali, resigning following the media minister, Catherine Martin's appearance on primetime on Thursday night when she was unable to express confidence in the chair. Central to all this is the dispute over what information the minister had regarding board approval of exit deals. There's been a development around this today and Sandra Hurley of our political staff joins us now in studio. Sandra, what's the latest here? Yes, well, we know there's been a significant escalation in this whole controversy over the past couple of days, centering on the manner of Shuni Rahali's resignation from the RTE chair role and, of course, the spotlight being on the minister, Catherine Martin, and her role in all of that. And in particular, there is a dispute between RTE's board on the one side and the Department of Media and the minister on the other side over exactly how much was conveyed around exit payments and specifically that the board was now approving exit payments through the remuneration committee, which is a subcommittee of that board. The minister said on Friday that she didn't know that the remuneration committee was now uh, approving exit payments. But today in the Business Post, they have dug out... uh, the uh, a sitting of the Public Accounts Committee on October 12th last. It was attended by uh, senior members of RTE's board, Kevin Backhurst, the Director General, also Paula Maluli, the now former head of legal at RTE, and also senior officials from the Department of Media, including the Secretary General, Catherine Licken. And there was an exchange prompted by questions from the Green Party TD, Marco Cahisi, asking specifically about the the update to the Remuneration Committee's terms of reference. Paula Maluli said there'd been a significant rewriting of those terms of reference and we can hear this exchange now. Um, there has been a significant rewriting of the terms of reference for Remco. So the Remco has that been shared with the committee, Ms. Mullooly? I don't, I don't remember reading I, I, it. I'm not sure, but I can do so if, 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 if that helps. It was approved at the last board meeting, which was at the 26th of September. It's designed to cover not only um, executive pay and presenters' pay, but also things like. Um, exit packages or VEPs for executive members. So it is um, it is more thorough. The REMCO has met five times since, um, I think, April of this year. It will report to the board at every meeting, um, as will all subcommittees now present a report to the board at every board meeting. So that's Paula Maluli there when she says Remco. She's talking, of course, about the remuneration committee. And this appears to contradict what the Minister Catherine Martin said in that press conference on Friday when she said that the department, the Minister, didn't know that the new terms of reference for RTE's remuneration committee did cover exit payments. Now, I've asked for a response from the Minister and her spokesperson has come back in the, the last half an hour and he is saying that it is not obvious, he says, from what he referred to as a passing reference at the Public Accounts Committee, that the new terms of reference uh, giving the board's remuneration committee responsibility for approving exit packages, he's saying it's not obvious that that had come into effect. Remember that this was October 12th uh, when the Public Accounts Committee was sitting, or he said that it had applied in relation to the approval of Richard Collins's exit package, which had only been finalised in the couple of days just before that. We know that there's a phone call, which is at issue, which happened on October 10th. 
so this clearly, this sort of, it is micro detail, but it is very important in this overall controversy and it's certainly going to be poured over in the Dáil and at the Media Committee later this week. Yes, the Media Committee, Catherine Martin, is going to uh, appear at that on Tuesday. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, it is a three hour session, a special sitting. It is sitting at seven o'clock on Tuesday. And uh, the minister, I think, is going to be under intense pressure over all this level of detail, the communication between the department specifically and the chair of RTE. The lead up, of course, to that interview on primetime on Thursday. Lots of questions about all of that. But it also looks likely that she is going to face questions in the Dáil. Uh, Sinn Féin are looking for her to answer questions. Jack Chambers, the junior minister, has confirmed on RT's Week in Politics programme that that likely will go ahead. So an intense week of pressure for the minister, but also, of course, by extension, the government, because the three party leaders here have given backing to the minister. Uh, she needs that backing at the moment because her position is under pressure, but they are going to also face questions about their level of knowledge, particularly on last Thursday evening when and it was the minister said she kept them fully informed that she was going on prime time. But we don't know yet how much detail they were aware of at that time. OK, Sandra Hurley of our political staff. Thanks for joining us. And for more, let's talk with Malcolm Byrne. He's a Fianna Fáil senator and a member of that Oireachtas committee. He's with us in our studio. Malcolm Byrne, thank you very much for coming in to us. Catherine Martin is invited to be before your committee on Tuesday and she claims she was misinformed uh, by the chair of RTE about the board's knowledge of executive exit deals. And as you heard from Sandra, there was a letter to her department in September, a phone call to her secretary general on the 10th of October from the former chair of the board. And as we heard, discussion of a new system for sign-off of those deals at the Public Accounts Committee on October the 12th with the minister's officials present. Is it clear to you that she should have known about the board's knowledge of those deals? Good afternoon. I, I was rather concerned about the minister appearing on primetime this week. I, I don't think it was uh, it was right for the minister to go and effectively sack uh, the chair of RT on the programme. I think if there was misunderstandings or a, a lack of communication because it does seem to be uh, you know confusion around who knew what where and when uh, I think that should have been solved if you like not in the public uh, in the public glare I, I worry uh, again because we're going into some of the details and we've outlined uh, around the story and we're losing the big picture around what's happening here at the end of all of this, what we need to have is a transformed and reformed RTE. Uh, everyone accepts there has to be transparency and accountability, uh, but I think most people are of the view, and certainly I think politically, Kevin Backhurst uh, is doing a good job. Uh, I, I certainly would have felt that Junior Alec as chair uh, was doing a good job in supporting with him. Not to say that they've got everything right, uh, but they're dealing with a very difficult situation with a lot of historical uh, issues, uh, and uh, yes, there there has to be transparency and accountability, but we need to ensure at the end of all of this yes. that we have a we have a very reformed. But on the specific you. question, she said she was surprised and didn't know that the board was approving exit deals for former executives. Is it clear to you now that she should have known? Well, well, there are th- essentially three things happened. Either one, uh, a lot of the detail didn't come from RTE and from the board to go to the department, or as Shuni Rahlig indicated, uh, that very clearly the department did know, uh, and then. The there's the question if the department did know to what extent was the minister uh, briefed and to know the detail and there are certainly some of the questions that we will be putting to the minister and as I understand Catherine Lick and the former Secretary General will be coming before us on uh, on Tuesday evening because I think we, we do need to get to the bottom uh, of this. The worry is uh, and again you know 
this scandal has been rumbling on since last June, July. Uh, and I think it's very unfair, obviously, to the staff here, to the independent production sector. Um, but I think for the, the wider public, uh, the, the question is now, when are we going to get to the end of all of this? Uh, and I think what is critical this week um, is that we do start to draw those lines. Uh, I think it's important... Yes, we get clarity around what happens, but the, the minister needs to say, uh, you know, she's fully supporting the work that Kevin Backhurst is doing in terms of the uh, the reform. We need a new chair that's put in place who obviously will have the confidence of the minister, but also can work quite closely uh, with the uh, director general. And we do need a decision with regard to the long-term future of RTE. What level of detail do you want now from RTE before you can move on from all this? Well, I I, I think it is important again, and it, it's, it's been a bit of a challenge uh, we found at the, the media committee that we've had to kind of drag some of the information out over, over long periods of time. And uh, well, What's left? What do you want to know that, now? So I, I think what we, we do need to know is some more of the detail around some of the deals that were done with regard to the exit packages. Now I do appreciate, uh, and this is a point that Kevin Backers has been making around some of the confidentiality arrangements, um, but I do think that we, we, we need to know who knew what, where and when. Uh, there are a number of other reports, and, and in this, I think, you know, Catherine Martin has been a, a very proactive minister in that she has commissioned a number of the reports into RT. We need to look at addressing the questions around governance and culture uh, here within the organisation. That's part of the overall reform package and process that is essential. But again, let's keep an eye on the big picture. Uh We've got to try to avoid a situation where we're burning the whole house down. We've got to look at how can we get uh, to a reformed and transformed RT with the transparency and accountability. And I think we need to give Kevin Backhurst uh, the time and latitude to be able to do that. A new chair for RT. How soon? How urgent in your view? Uh, I, I think it's essential that there's a chair put in place within a week. Uh, it's uh, It's you know, probably not a job that we're going to see a queue of people uh, looking to take. Um, but it is essential that we have somebody experienced. I think it was, it's very sad that we lost Shuni Ralig, uh, who was doing a good job. Um, but it is critical that somebody is put in place. They obviously have to work closely uh, with the board and the director general. Uh, and, and, and again, as I say, let's look at the big picture issue here. Senator Malcolm Byrne, thank you for coming in to us. David Duffy is here too. He specialises in corporate governance, how boards of directors Work. He's co-founder and director of the Corporate Governance Institute. David Duffy, thank you very much Good for morning. coming in. What do you make of what's happened this week in particular at RTE? Well, let me just deal with the governance issues as opposed to the political issues. Um, <clears throat> what occurs to me is that, um, um, you know, there was a remuneration committee put in place with new terms of reference. I actually looked for them on the RTE website and going to find them to see actually what its brief was. The old terms of reference were there from 2014. Never a good sign. You know, should have all your, you know, governance documents on your website. <clears throat> you know, the way uh, the chair um, was exit the organisation was unfortunate, and that's not the way you do business in, you know, most of our worlds. It's it's not the appropriate way. Um, we're going to debate the rights and wrongs of it. Um, there is a need to get strong leadership in with somebody who has the right values and a strong moral compass as chair. Uh, I don't know the current chair, but there's nothing to suggest that she didn't have that. Um and I think one of the issues coming forward here is until a such time as there is a chair put in place and, you know, who'd want to do it is the next question. Um, but there's probably somebody out there who'd like to do it. The question I was asked actually yesterday was, you know, what would you want to know before you said yes or no? Well, you'd want to know the outcome of the Grant Thornton report. 
which is looking at the governance and culture of RT. And if the culture isn't right, that's a bigger issue than the governance. Quite that's honestly. the Neve Brennan report, sorry. No, Grant Thornton. Okay. That's coming out, as, as I understand, in March. <clears throat> so if the culture isn't right in the organisation, that's a much bigger issue than governance, quite honestly. Um, so the new chair will want to see a draft of that report and then figure out, well, is the governance RT on marks out of 10, is it? Four, is it eight, is it ten, is it what? And that'll give you some sense of the mountain to be climbed. Just because Malcolm Byrne was saying he, he he feels that a chair needs to be appointed within the week. Mm-hmm. Are, are you saying that we, we need to, for those the rest of those reports to come out before a new chair could be appointed? You could because put nobody in a, could take on the job until they you, know exactly what You could what put in doing. an interim chair. Okay. And that's probably what I would do if I was the minister. So that person's not committed until such time as they know the scale of the challenge ahead of them. In the meantime, where does this leave the rest of the board? <sighs> Well, they've backed the, the chair in terms of um, her interaction with the department. So I think the issue with the minister here, which is kind of slightly going to the political regime here, is um, does she uh, trust that board? So there's a breakdown in trust here, I think. And the board have backed the chair, which is good to see. So the board believed the chair did the right thing. And hopefully, you know, the communication happened in the right way. You'll never get it perfectly right. Um, so there's a bit of trust building to do between the minister and the current board. And you know that needs to start like tomorrow. Is it normal practice when an organisation is paying someone to leave mm-hmm. that everyone be told what those arrangements are? No, you know, there's a confidentiality clause and that's it's comp- it's, comp- it's, 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 it's secret. <laughs> so, no, it's it's, uh, it's unusual, uh, you know. Even for an organisation where transparency is important or being demanded, as in the case of RTE? Well, there's many public bodies out there, but I don't have any evidence to show it that I'm sure they've done deals like this in the past, but they haven't got into the public domain, which would be quite normal. And would exit pay be cleared by a whole board or a subcommittee of a board, like in this case, a a remuneration committee? Good question. Um, In in this case, I mean, the chair was, the chair of the board is also chair of Renko. And, uh, you know, the chair then approved the payment. I think... In retrospect, if I'd been the chair of Renko, I would have brought it to the board to get cloud cover from the whole board to say, yeah, we're OK with this, just given the political sensitivity. But that wouldn't it. normally be necessary, would it? You'd make a, Remco would make, if they, if they have delegated authority, they could do it. And I presume they have. So they make that decision. Yes. Um, some Remcos can only make um, recommendations to the board and then the board make a decision on the back of that. So the whole board know the situation. You've spoken about the, the, tar- the type of person that RT would need now to yeah. be their next board chair. Where would they find one? <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, somebody who's uh, had a strong leadership position in organisations which have gone through crises before. So, you know, they have some sense of the challenges ahead, um, both... Uh, and if they'd, if they'd led a, a, a board that's uh, funded by the Exchequer, that would be even better because they'd have some sense of how to deal with the you know, government uh, and, and various ministers. Um, so I don't know is the answer. David Duffy, Malcolm Byrne, thank you both very much for coming into the studio. We'll be talking about the United States next.